Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One bitty. And one shitty. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. Keep it together, Biddy. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 240. We doggies. You're just... It's Biddy and shitty. Those two... They just rhyme. They're funny. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It just made me laugh. It makes me laugh. I know you. I, I heard you laugh. You're just being a giggle puss. It's <laughs> my, it's on my business cards. Yeah, Robbie Dorman, comma, big giggle puss. Big, big giggle puss. Mm-hmm. Some some would say. Let's don't just don't don't get fucking silly here, okay? <laughs> this is a very serious podcast for very serious. My people. name is my name is Shitty. Your name is Biddy. <laughs> We're talking about gay hockey. Yes, for Nerd Boy Book Club with pies with pies. We'll be discussing uh, Check Please Book One by Ngozi Ukazu. There, did you YouTube that? I'm I proud did. Of you. I did. I did. I did YouTube that. So she's just, she's uh, she's from Houston. She's a Texan, just like me. She's she is Texan and Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, multi-class. But gay hockey with pies. That's a yeah. Which I can confirm that I thought it would be what I want out of a story. And hey, yep, I what that's the this is no not a bullshit cover, Eric. Yeah, there's a lot of accuracy. Everybody in this book, there's like there's not a picture of Venom, and Venom's <laughs> not in this book. <laughs> <laughs> gonna slide in a picture of like venom just like and yeah. you're like Venom's not standing behind him and he's like got a gas mask on and there's that doesn't happen in this book that's no, not no that's this is not that's not part of the story accurate cover really no, not we, bullshit not bullshit we'll talk about that later on before that we got comic books that came out much more recently not that much more recently but more recently to talk about it is time for our first segment. It's time for Floppies Fortnightly. Floppies Fortnightly is where Eric and I review a selection of the past couple of weeks' books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There's a mush meter. It goes from one to five if we are feeling mushy about a book. Our first book of the week is Silver Surfer Black, number one. A story script by Donnie Cates, story and art by Trad Moore, colors Dave Stewart, letters Clayton Cowles. You could have, like, literally all, it could have just said, hey, the title of this could be, hey, Trad Moore draws a silver surfer. I'd be like, that I mean, sounds good. That, yeah, that's about all I see. <laughs> um, this is part of the uh, the growing Donny Cates uh, mini Marvel universe. Apparently, uh, you know, Don get let Donny do what he wants. I'm man. I'm Donny is Donny is definitely not out of his element. No, he's not. I I I'm totally on board with it. I one Tradmore. I I think we say it every time we read something by Tradmore, but bravo, give it. I'm. I like it. It's great. I think, like, Trad has evolved in, like, a really weird way. I think maybe a lot of it is the 
color. Maybe it makes it look too slick or something. But his artwork just looks weird now. It looks like Mike Allred and not like, I don't know, Justin Jordan, Trad Moore, um, uh, what, what, what is it, Luther Strode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it almost doesn't look like that anymore. It, it, uh, I still really like it, but it almost doesn't look like the same person. It's sh- he's, he's, he's changed to a certain extent. I still see there's, it's still there, but it's not as... It's, it's very streamlined and simplified in my yeah, view. Yeah, 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 that's what I would say. It's not as, nope. like, it's right. not as sharp. It is not as edgy. I don't know if that's, I don't, it's, I'm, like, trying They're, to find adjectives to describe well, the difference. It's I, difficult. You're, 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 you're definitely improving. I think a lot, the color takes a lot of that away, but there definitely was a harshness to it. Uh, and, and maybe that is a big part of what I'm reacting to, that the colors is going in there. And I think kind of getting in the way and like turning black lines into color lines and doing this and that. And I, it's like, why, why do that? Just, just let trad be trad. But I mean, I don't think, I don't think at any point does this look bad. It's all super neat and it is an interesting piece of art. And when I see something that looks this kind of radically different from anything that trad's given us, this simplified, I mean, this is the kind of thing, this kind of shift happens a lot later in a in an illustrator's career, at least um, in what I've seen. People stop wanting to just go ham on every illustration, and it's a little bit more reserved, a little bit more confident, um, and that can be either a good or a bad thing. But I still do enjoy uh, Trad more. He's grown his hair out, and I had no idea who the fuck he was. Teaser for everyone for later on. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I still like it a lot. I still like Trad. His this. I I don't know. It's not. It's not the same, but I still like it, and it's still very dynamic, and it still carries the kind of some of the like more insane choices that he has made whenever he draws something that you don't see. You know, in a lot of comic book or superhero art in general um this the story itself is interesting i'm always down for a silver 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 surfer story um they're very silver surfers difficult uh to 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 do well a lot of the time like i think that um dan slot's take on him was very good because he he treated him like doctor who and gave us a you know a a companion that helped ground the character I think a lot of the success of doing Silver Surfer is you just have to fucking make it weird. Yes, exactly. All Red, All Red makes it weird. Um, Tradmore makes it weird. Yes, and fucking this... Jason Latour is weird as shit. So yes. yeah, I, th- I think, and this is connecting back to Donny Cates and his the Venom story and his other uh, outer space books. Uh, that he's working on, and I'm—he's weaving his own little arc, connect, yeah, connected, his, his own little be- continuity going on between all these, all of his books that he's writing. I'm enjoying it. It is—I'm excited for this book. Um, I think it is. It it makes me like realize that like there's multiple of these characters in the Marvel universe now that are going through these like resurgence. Like we have, you know, Al Ewing with um, Hulk and. 
Donny Cates with Venom, and like they remind me of what Jason Aaron was doing when he started with God, uh, with Thor: God of Thunder, and the God Butcher story, where it was like re reinvigorating these characters. And uh, I, I'm excited. This is a very good book. I'm a buy. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tremendous. It's a double buy on Silver Surfer number on Silver Surfer Black number one. Next up, Eric, we're riding this night train to the end of the line. This Spider-Man Life Story number four, written by Chip Zdarsky, pencils Mark Mark Bagley, inks Andrew Hennessy, colors Frank Diamarda, letters Travis Lanham. We made it to the nineties. God help us. There's six, two more issues to go in this. What? How? Where else? What else? could I, happen i know i don't i'm just so flabbergasted by this book <laughs> and it's i don't even know i don't even know that it's 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 so hard when when someone that you like writes something but like the whole time your brain is just screaming i don't want this <laughs> uh. Oh Jesus! It's it just gets the, so Doctor Octopus, who has been driven mad by the death of Aunt May, has is trying to clone her by kidnapping Peter and Ben Riley, then killing Harry Osborn, and then Peter retires and lets Ben Riley thinks he think he's Peter, and then and then. No, it then Norman is the what, <laughs> then he Norman Osborn dies of a heart attack, and then it ends with Peter just going to live with Mary Jane and their kids in some beautiful house somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's not a small house; it's a massive house. Yeah, and, and I don't know what's going on. Like what? <laughs> what? 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 So we're I. Peter at this time is what in his fifties? So, well, I think it was like forty-five. I don't know. Could be in his fifties. In nineteen, it's nineteen ninety-five. So fifty. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess to a certain he's in his late four, mid to the late forties. But now we have the two thousands next, which is nine eleven. I mean, of course it is. That's the only thing I remember happening in the two thousands. I mean, when I think of Spider Man, I think of New York City, and in the two thousands. And Spider-Man. So there, were, there were some Spider-Man 9-11 comics. There were. Oh, fucking, oh my god. Uh, there were Spider-Man 9-11 comics, and I, like, I can't look away. I need to see this to the end, even if it hurts me. <laughs> uh, it does hurt. I don't, I don't like it. I don't want it. It's just, it, it is, it's hard to compute. Because, like, like it doesn't read bad, but everything that happens, I just, I just, I don't want it. Like, at all. And Tony Stark is a war criminal. Yeah, that was established. And Tony Stark is totally going to be in some Blackwater. He's going to be selling arms to people in the Middle East. I guarantee it. And he's going to cause 9-11. Oh, I bet. I bet that's what happens. I, I mean... Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Tony Stark did nine eleven. I think the I think the place that we're at on this is we're gonna read this so you don't have to. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. So I, 
please don't buy this. It really, it both, it's like in a fucking quantum state of being not that bad, but also terrible. I think it's just something like, like, I like the way that it's drawn and the way that Zdarsky writes dialogue, but like, what is this? Uh, I just, I've seen people online who are, who who are glowing, who love it. They're welcome to love things if do do whatever. I don't I don't care. <laughs> um, I just want to let you know this is not being universally panned. There are I didn't. I mean, I it. I don't think anything is universally panned. You can find positive reviews of of fucking Secret Empire. You can find positive reviews of the Church of Scientology. <laughs> well, usually from the Church of Scientology. I would agree with everything you said about Spider-Man Life Story. Uh, I would I would not seriously suggest you read this unless you want a train wreck. It is just insane decisions and seeing, hey, at least Peter gets his life back. Although I assume, like, a happy life with kids and Mary Jane, I assume one of the planes from 9-11 are going to crash into his house and kill everyone. But I don't, like, there's... <laughs> everyone is dying it's just i get, i think i like i appreciate that and like hey this is out of continuity so i can murder everyone all the characters harry's dead norman's dead doc ock is i guess still alive but the i don't you know every may is dead they're just knocking people off back and forth jessica jones there's an old jessica jones in this that she was dating peter which is weird them dating i can't two fuck ups dating each other makes a certain <laughs> I mean that that happens in real life. It does. You're 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 right. I'm a I'm. How do I I I say do not buy knowing that I'm going to be buying number five and number six for us to be reading on this podcast. Yeah. So I don't. We're whatever that means. We will we will read this so you don't have to. Yeah. So double do not buy. Yeah. Yeah. On Spider Man Life Story number four. Next up. Ooh boy, you ready, Eric? I'm I'm always ready. We have our next book is Event Leviathan number one. With script by Brian Michael Bendis, art and cover by Alex Maleev, letters Joshua Reed. So I messaged you. The other you did. Day. I don't. I don't remember what your grouse was about it. I said I have. I, I did. I, I did laugh at it. Though. I said I just read Leviathan. I think I have a stroke. Did you go to the hospital? I did not go to the hospital. I, K- K- Eric. I just want to before I before I talk <laughs> before I talk. Does this comic make sense to you? Um, ish. Okay. Sense ish. Okay. Uh, but I am gonna say that, like, I mean, I don't know. This it's hard for me to really define whatever's going on, uh, because there's definitely a lot of shit that I just don't understand. I'm just not as well versed in in DC stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know. General thrust that I get here is some big dumb event happens that kills all of the covert agencies in the DC universe. I don't know what the fuck this spaceship is all about, but apparently it happens there. Everyone that's in this book accuses everyone else. And then some robot face dude shows up and says, we are Leviathan. And then I stop caring. That is... I, I think that is also my understanding. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not really what, is, what happened 
that is confusing to me. Because, okay, all these secret super spy agencies, all of the ones that exist in the DC Universe have all exploded all at once. And no one knows why. And Leviathan is responsible, supposedly. And Batman and Lois Lane are arguing with each other in the ruins. It, I'm reading the dialogue in this, and usually it's the thing that Bendis does best. He, he's good at snappy moment-to-moment dialogue. I thought maybe I was in like a weird frame of mind when I read it, or I was tired, but I went back and looked at it again. It feels like this was written by like an algorithm, like the way the the work, like in the way the the way that Batman talks feels strange to me. It just felt like gruff Bat Dad. I don't know. I, I, the, the the wording is a little peculiar. Yeah, like when he says. Did he who gave you that Kryptonian weapon drop you here? That's what that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That feels like 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 grammatically it's sound, but it's also it it's people don't know what talks like that. Batman doesn't talk like that. People, I, are, he's still human. <laughs> I mean, I guess the idea is, I mean, I don't know that bat that Batman would be <laughs> very prescriptive with his language and like. He's he's not going to speak in like idioms or slang or you know he's he's going to say did he who gave you I mean I don't know and that's the and, and the weird flashback in the middle of the issue I and then we cut back to the modern scene and then they all and then Green Arrow's there and he says shush nerd. Shush nerd to Batman. Sure. I don't... I don't... Why do I care about anything that's happening in this comic book? I... I don't know. <laughs> I, I... Do you, I, do you I, care? I think, you're, I think you're picking apart the dialogue a little bit too much. To me, it sounds interesting, and it has... It has a voice. It has some kind of weird perspective. It doesn't sound that weird or off to me, even though it is very strange and unnatural. Um, I, I just like big conspiracy stories and into the world stories and it just feels so fucking tired. And like you said, why do we care about this? Like, what are my, like, I, I don't know. Like, I really, I don't feel invested. I don't care about the mystery. I don't care. I just, it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's. I'm I'm honestly more neutral on it than I like to be when I read a comic. I I prefer to have strong opinions one way or the other, but everything just feels kind of bland. This is this is like someone licked all the salt off a saltine cracker, and then I just ate the cracker. Someone spit all over it too. You you keep your kinks to yourself, sir. You just said someone licked the salt off. All right, that doesn't that doesn't just happen. <sighs> <laughs> I don't like this comic. I, I theoretically, you said if you tell me, hey, as a big conspiracy, and Batman and Lois Lane are teaming up to deal with it, cool. But nothing happens. They're just standing around ruins, and then eventually Green Arrow shows up and hits a dude with an arrow, and then they walk off. And then there's Robot Face Man. Yeah, like who the fuck is he? If that was like some kind of reveal or something, like I, I don't, 
Well, I, I, it I mean, always it always seems so silly to me when they waste a whole splash page on such uh, such reveal with just zero punch. You know, like this isn't even an interesting looking panel. Like you're not even showing me like the robotness of him. It's just a weird shape of this dude in a cloak and you can kind of see his face. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Give, give me something here. You're going to waste a whole fucking page on this ugly panel, which is strange because the whole rest of the book looks nice. Well, I mean, it's Malib is a, a very good artist. It's just, and he, I frankly, I wish he would work with people that are not Bendis because you really, you really have a hate boner for Bendis. I have no problem when the comic books are good. But then you sign Bendis to do, like, hey, we're, you're going to be writing Superman, and you're going to do all this stuff at DC, and you're going to be doing this big event. Events are supposed to be feel special. This feels like nothing. I'm going to do not buy. So here's the real question. Are we going to read this Frank Miller Superman? Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> probably. You sound, you sound so happy. Probably when it's collected. I think we're going to just wait it out. <sighs> I've I've seen some of the panels from it. It looks miserable. I, I mean, I sent you that synopsis mm-hmm. of it from the from the interview from Frank. Mm-hmm. And no, thank you. Yeah, it was a a whole a whole mess of no, thank you. It was it was Frank Miller taking a a a, a formula that worked for him. In, in fucking what, 1985, 1986, mm-hmm. and applying it to a character that he has said his whole career that he hates because he doesn't fucking understand goodness <laughs> or hopefulness. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get that. He's just like, I'm going to break your fingers and your arms and your nose and your ch- and your chin and your jaw. Eric, are you a buy or do not buy on event Leviathan number one? I. <laughs> I can't even muster up hatred for this comic. It's it's on 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 um the the was it Jim Cornette that came up with the Meltzer scale? It's a dud. This book's a dud. This is a thing you do not buy. Yes, okay. I mean it's a dud. Okay, the devil you should do- not buy duds. <laughs> no, probably. I mean, what about okay? Devil do not buy Event Leviathan number one. Next up is Ignited number one. Or part one. I don't know why. Just it's just call it number one, guys. Why is it called a volume one? It's the size of a normal comic book. Why are we? I don't know why people have to try and be clever about things. It's issue number one. Comicsology. People, people are silly billies. Uh, script by Mark Wade and Kwanzaa Ozajefo. Art Phil Briones. Colors Andrew Crossley. Uh, with Leonardo Pacioretty. Letters a Larger World Studios. So, do you think that this is the first comic? that Joe Rogan uh, has fused with Alex Jones. The first one? Yeah. Uh, they did the, they did the Dragon Ball fusion dance. There's probably another comic that I haven't read or have forgotten that also has Joe Rogan fused with Alex Jones. I mean, probably. It certainly does have him in here. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. He looks like Joe Rogan. He talks like Alex Jones. But, what do you, I, Eric, I need to know. What... I, what I think it will help me shape my opinion of this comic book. What yeah, do you, what I, do you... I I I have some some pretty articulate thoughts on this. Okay. Um, 
Like, this doesn't feel badly written in the same way that a lot of what we've read read this this uh, this term. It doesn't feel badly written. It does, however, feel entirely not hip to try and be taking on the kind of subject matter that it's taking on. The art style doesn't fit it. It, but it, I don't know. Like it also has like some really kind of overdone symbolism. Like there's a bunch of panels where there's still bullet holes in the wall. And I mean, the whole thing is a take on uh, school shootings and arming teachers. And, you know, the message of that, I think, is good. Um, there's a lot of things that can be said about that. Like, is it we, we did say this was Wade, right? It is Mark Wade. Yes. Wade. Yeah. Mark Wade also famously tried to solve racism <laughs> by uh putting a, a a black superman uh in a dress made out of the 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 rebel flag and saying them them white them there white folks ain't go like that and this is a little bit in in that vein but i don't think quite as dumb and tone deaf but it, it's like what are you gonna put like weird superhero stuff in something as serious as children being shot dead, I, 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 I okay. You've you've helped me out. I think thematically, I think thematically and tonally, I'm okay with the idea of this book. Like you know, this mm-hmm. is this is not uh, uh, whatever that that the slavery Superman Superman slavery book was called. Um, <laughs> it's this. It's not that. It's it's not like at a face face value level you're like this is oh not okay Mark Wade you cannot you cannot do this this is you're like this is feels within his grasp and I like I think there is something there with the idea of young people faced faced with the 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 epidemic of school shootings and the unwillingness of american politicians should do anything about the gun violence that is just happening except arguments about arming teachers and etc etc like having like if you want to inject superpowers into that having young people who get powers from some for some reason and then become a part of that argument i there's there's fuel there 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 are stories to tell but this book feels weird it feels Mm -hmm. like it, it feels like it was like it feels like it's like an archie comic that is trying to cover this story and like why is there no cursing archie is very on point because it definitely to me it feels very old man doesn't understand young people like whatever put them in a hoodie and give them colored hair it's fine it it, it's like there should they shouldn't be sent there they should be using curse words this they should not be like i don't want them to be like having a curse word every other word but they shouldn't be censoring them they should not be covered off like i don't know why this is from from humanoids i don't know why it's censored humanoids is has plenty of nudity in their comics generally i don't know why this is why the why fuck isn't oh, they can't say the word fuck instead they use the word feck what what you're in a book about school shootings you're not using the word fuck really yeah and the we the the teenager voices feel strange and it's weirdly paced and it it 
doesn't it it's all execution problems like i i i think the art is solid it is solid it just doesn't fit with the subject matter to me i i think like it, i i this is this this art looks like it is made for i don't know like comic fans like in their mid 30s and 40s it doesn't feel like it should be for a story about teenagers. It's fine, and it and it, I, I it just, just seems wrong. And it and it there's like bouncing around like five different plots happening. Yeah, and I think that is like another fundamental thing. It's just like I don't. It, why are we just following this one girl? The, the the this is normal girl why aren't we following her instead we have radio hosts then superheroes then this girl and then uh, some shirtless kid with uh, parents that have are dressed in militia gear and then then hackers what like focus guys just slow down give me a something to grab onto instead of just throwing all this at my face like i i don't i can't get all of your i can't get all this information i don't know what's going on what is this story about if your answer is everything, then that's a problem. It shouldn't be. Uh, and like, I don't know, Mark Wade usually has, a, if anything, he has a very good handle on story. You know, sometimes his dialogue does feel like a little hackneyed or weird or old man writing a teenager. But generally, I can get past it because the story scope, he understands it, understands where the story is going, can foreshadow things wisely, shapes the story well handles the reader's expectations and this is a mess i'm like i like the idea of this story i think that's it's it's interesting enough but i i wouldn't i wouldn't go i wouldn't go so far as to say it's a mess i think it's messy okay it is messy i i I, like i i this is a book where i would come back and check out the trade and see how it's shaped up and see what they've done, but it doesn't like excite me. It doesn't like this is not a book where I'm looking forward to reading number two. I I I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm a do not buy. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be good, but I can't. I I I cannot for the life of me really say to read it. So I think I'm no. Okay. Double do not buy. Ignited number one. Our last book of the week is Sonata number one. With story by David Hine and Brian Haberlin. Art Brian Haberlin. Colors Gerard Van Dyke. Letters Francis Takanaga. <laughs> What's that sigh? I mean, it's not malicious. Okay. I needed to breathe. Okay. And I, you know, this book is something. I don't know. I, it's got the, the Mikel Janine, like, let me, let me do everything in poser shit going on yeah i don't i generally don't notice it as much as you do when for Mikel janine i definitely notice it in this book yeah it's really obvious i saw i saw it plain as day um it also has some of that um this book is a lot um yeah it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of words it is i want to say this is about by weight about 85 percent world building yeah it's it, it, it's a lot of that um i think people watch like miyazaki movies and things and they get really caught up in like how 
big the world is and they miss how good the storytelling is and how character is revealed Mm -hmm. because i i feel like i don't know anything about these characters other than their character designs are trying to tell me something about their character which that's that is a positive thing you want a character design to do that but you kind of get that problem like in prometheus that everyone's exactly the same they just have a different haircut like i i no. We have the little. You have the all these different race. They're not. Are they're races? I guess because they say they're different. If not, they both look. The human two humanoid races look exactly the same. And then you have like the monster men, um, who are like the primitive race. They just look like the dudes from Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they, to they me. totally look the Gorons. Yes, they just look like Gorons to me. Yeah. Um, that I, one guy looks like Jimmy Havoc. Uh, yeah, I... What, what is this eyeliner man? What is he... Lead eyeliner man. It's uh, Gar- it's Gargamel. Why? He, no, is... It's goth uh, Gargamel. He's just so... You, like You didn't know you needed that in your life. Why doesn't he... Like, it's so mustache So tw- mustache-twirling kind of villain. Like, I... Yeah. I can hear his voice, ah, there is plenty of land in the south. I no, suggest no, 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 you no, go no. there. No, you're doing it. You are right. There is plenty of land in the south. I suggest you go there and take your pet primitives with you. <laughs> that That's, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, I'm not saying this world can be interesting or, or exciting. I just, I cannot name any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I... Can't, I mean, you you can't you you can't say a single thing about any of them outside of their haircut, really. I like the big giant god monsters things. Yeah, they it's really look, neat looking. They look really good. The sleeping giants, they look really cool. Um, I but I I don't know why I'm like following this these characters. Why they should matter to me? I really I really dislike the narration boxes. The green background. They're hard to read. Very difficult to read. Mm-hmm. I, guy, j- just it's okay just to do what everyone does because it you can read it. That's the yeah. I know it's different. Don't, you don't made be, it different. Don't but. don't yeah. Don't be like Todd Klein and put it in a scripty font, red on black, and you can't fucking read it. And there's yeah. And it also has like a bloom in the middle of it, so it's that's white. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I putting white text on top of a white whitish green is not easy oh, to read guys i've I, said it before do you know what the the main purpose of of text is to be read to be fucking read that is correct i'm a smart person yeah <laughs> i i yeah I, I i i i there's like potential here in this world but mm-hmm. mm, i this, this is like c minus execution of uh, what's well, honestly some some B plus ideas like there's fun to be had here. There's, there's definitely good in here, but it's, it really is just another book that is mistaking world building for story, you know, to have characters with no personality in a world that is like, you're pumping all the personality there. It's just, it's fundamentally not as good a story. You know, 
it really surprised David Hine has written some good. We've read uh, we've read comics of his that are solid. Yeah, not everybody. You can't do everything right every time. You know, and that's okay. So okay. this is this is not a terrible comic, but don't waste your money on it. You know. Yeah, it's like the the kiss of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, read Ninja Turtle Adventures instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's the top of the scale. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not better, that's the the Mendoza line of yes. the Hansel Boys Comics Hour. If you cannot surpass Ninja Turtle Adventures, we're not going to suggest it. I yeah, I'm gonna do not buy on Sonata number. Yeah, I don't need it in my life. That's a double do not buy. That is our final book of the week. We'll have more next time, I promise. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is a part show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to uh, the, the the past few weeks. So what, we've, we, what we've seen and done and played and read and whatever we want to talk about. Um, I'll get my stuff out of the way, Eric, and then you can dump us, dump, dump, info dump us on, uh, on well, Heroes Con. I don't think it'll be quite as extensive as it was because vending is a very different experience than, uh, you know, going and meeting a billion new artists. So it's not like the old days. It's true. I, I just don't have a lot to talk about, honestly. Um, yeah. I, I went to a couple things uh, real quick. I went to the Greater Austin Comic Con, which is a little uh, fledging, a fledgling young con here in the Greater Austin. I don't know why they don't call it Austin Comic Con. Maybe there is an Austin Comic Con that I'm not aware of that has the name already. It's not like it was a mile, an hour, an hour away from the city. It was in Cedar Park, which is like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away. Um, it had, uh, you know, it, it you know, there was a, there's a handful of art, professional artists there, handful of celebrities there, um, you know, typical kind of vendors and stuff like that. It, you know, it wasn't, it's, it's pretty small. I, I spent a few hours there. It also wasn't super expensive to get in, so it's not a big deal on the, it was small. Um, you know, uh, Howard Chaikin was there. Larry Hama was there. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Mike Grell's there. Um, there's a handful of wrestlers there. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Ric Flair, and Dustin Rhodes were there. Hmm. But Dustin lives here. Near, I was gonna say, he, yeah, he, he lives, lives here, in, basically. So he lives in Texas. So it's not yeah. very far for him. Um, Did his head heal up? Yeah, he he's fine. Okay. <laughs> he, I was gonna say he lost a lot of blood. He did it. it you know that was that was weeks ago at this point i'm sure he, he's he's okay um he was fine looked like weeks worth of blood to me he was ambulatory he was he was okay um and then you know it, it had there's a handful of local artists which is usually the thing a small you know independent artists that's the stuff i really you know artist alley they did not have an exclusive artist alley because they just not have the space for it um it they i still found you know a couple of local artists that i had to know about and I'm, i bought some stuff from them uh i just it's, one it, of the good ones it's it's uh neat to see you know i go to a lot these little cons that sometimes where you find things that you're not expecting um it's it was it was fine you know it it wasn't amazing but again it's not it's not a big giant con it's you know it's a it's a little tiny thing uh i also went to party world wrestling this was this was strange bio bio slam is the name of the this i think they do quarterly events goodness this is that's their that's their pay-per-view of name yeah i mean it, that's they, their that's their summer slam i guess so they uh they, they 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 stream on twitch they stream their events on twitch for free 
Um, if you the next time they have them, you can follow them on I think Facebook, and you can get updates on them. Um, they also run Indiegogo campaigns to kind of fund all this stuff because the, there is no admission price. It, it, it was at a brewery, so you just if you could hand the handle the crowds in the heat, you could uh, watch it for free. It was about a million degrees in there. Uh, <laughs> and I was melting. I was melting. It was very like it, the wrestling was. I I did not stay for the entire of it because I was dying. But and I am not. I am not a young man anymore. I am weak and feeble. But it was very. It was a lot of fun while I was there. It is. I use the words. I, it felt like jo- a, a wrestling show booked by John Waters. And I think that I stand by that with set dressing by Guar. I think that's. I think that's like. They had the their the the champ the the championship match that the headlining match is a Muppet versus a a Dallas a a rich Texan from Dallas that's the character is like literally a, a Muppet wrestles like there's his puppeteer is with him talking visibly they don't even try and hide him and he just it's very much like a, the you know the 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 uh, wrestling doll that i cannot remember its name yoshi yoshihitsu something 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 i forget the name of it the, but the one that that fought kota ibushi yes yes uh okay. it's like that where like the puppeteer literally is throwing the muppet at the other wrestler and the wrestler is doing moves to himself basically uh it it was it's a lot of it's really insane it, it is a very punk rock feeling show it's very inclusive uh you know they the 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 MC of the night literally uses the words to welcome people, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary. They have phone numbers on the wall to call or text if you're feeling threatened by anybody. They they want everyone to belong, which is I applaud that. They have very good merch. Their shirt designs are really good, really strong. I'm, I I ordered a T-shirt through their Indiegogo. Um, I would go back. I would not, maybe not go back in the summer. It's just too hot. I can't like I'm just when I'm like I'm watching and I'm like behind eight rows of people and I'm just just sweat pouring down my face. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't. I need AC. I need a seat. Like one. Of, is, I need uh, one of those two things. You got to give me good. one <laughs> at least. Both are both are better. Both are preferable. I mean, it's it. Like it's you would probably Eric if you're ever in town when we when this happens we'll definitely go because I think you would love it <laughs> because it is insane and it's an I like, experience I like weird shit so yes. it's okay yes uh, I I was like the entire time I was thinking like Eric would love he would be eating this up uh, the beers were good uh, also if you every beer you you buy while during the night a dollar of it goes to the wrestling group and pays for stuff so that's also nice that I can just drink beer while I'm there and. It helps out the wrestling, uh, but that's that's party world wrestling. I encourage people to check it out. They are they're on they're on Twitch. Eric, how's Heroes Con? Um, it's gonna be tough to talk about. Uh, it was very good. Uh, you know, I'm not getting to meet as many people. Um, everyone like Jason Latour said his 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 different riff on it this year, but you know he he says that. Heroes Con is like the world's biggest family reunion, and that's really what it's become for so many of us. Is it's friends and nerds that you see year after year, and it it it's uh, 
it's pretty different. People are very open, and it's just, it's fun. It's a good, good time, and I really like everyone that I see there, you know? Um, just didn't really get to meet a whole lot of new people. My, uh, my table mate was, uh, uh, what was his name? Adam Bryce Thomas. It was a very cool dude. Um, he was probably the only new person that I remember meeting, but there are some folks that I knew from social media, uh, that I, I kind of met for the first time, like my friend Raven Smith, um, I got to hang out with Land Pitts and uh, Aubrey again. I can't remember Aubrey's last name, and that's embarrassing. But um, she does sometimes go by uh, her wrestling persona, Swamp Montana, which I think is fantastic. Fantastic. Good God, did we ever talk about wrestling a lot? It turns out when you have a lot of wrestling merch too, there's uh, no shortage of people that'll come up and talk to you about wrestling. Um, like light, like, uh, like, like light to, uh, like to flies. Yeah. Like, fire like, the, to, like, like fire. the moth, the, like the moth of the lamp. Yep. Moth to flame. Absolutely. Mm. Um, it was really good, you know, not without its speed bumps, but really, I mean, just a good time. And honestly, in terms of ending, it was my best looking booth. Uh, I got my new banner printed which you personally might have seen pictures of i think there are pictures of it on my twitter a couple days back at this point um but it is a picture of the i mean do you think it's do you think it's apt to call them joshi even though they're in wwe i feel like it is yes they're yeah they are they yeah. co- they come from that they it's come, like it's they, like they all... it's like you don't stop being a luchador no there's they're still joshi wrestlers they're yeah. Wherever they go, they're still Joshi wrestlers to me. Yes. I I much prefer to I much prefer to I much prefer to think of them as Joshi wrestlers than as yeah cogs that in is, the that great is, in that, the great yeah. machine that crushes my hopes. Well, they are they're they're the magnificent Kabuki warriors. I mean, it's good that the that the the that much heralded women's tag team division you know is getting. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I like them. I like them as a tag team and it gets some more spotlight on both of them. You know, I, I mean, who knows what they're going to fucking do with it. Kabuki worries is a terrible name, but Oscar and Kyrie are amazing, but it, my, my, my banner is Oscar and Kyrie Sane and, uh, Io Shirai, all of which I fucking love so much. Um, I sent those off to, the screen printer uh recently they should be ready in time for ceo i sold a pre-order on one of them which i'm really excited um excited that someone was cool enough to come and talk to me for a while and look at something that was on my phone and be like i'll pre-order that like that's a cool thing and i could find i like the guy sent me his email i could look up his name but i don't think i really need to name drop him um, in the podcast, uh, not everyone has a, a public persona like that. Um, but still it was a surprisingly good heroes con at the end of the day. Um, got to see my good friend Dat. Um, I mean, it, it is interesting that you, you know, people buy art from you year after year 
and you hang out with them and you just like I, I mean we're just fucking friends now like that's it's just it's just nice that you develop that level of rapport with people you know like i i just i just like these people and it's it's nice it's nice that i don't have to sell my art to assholes <laughs> you know i i say that you know that i have a no asshole policy for art like i think i even want to make a page for it on my website that like i've had people like just be rude as fuck and act like act like they're doing me a favor you know and like try and haggle and do this and that and i'm just like you know what you don't get it like fuck you i don't care <laughs> it's nice to have that that um space to do that um but yeah, no, Heroes was tremendous. It's uh, arduous going to North Carolina and back. One of these years, I'm going to go. Please do. It'll be it'll be a good time. I, just... You might feel really weird and out of your element because, like, to get to, like, fucking literally everyone, like, knows everyone. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I don't know. You see what happens. It is a good time, though. You, you, I can guarantee you, you would, you would have a good time hanging out with us. It's mostly I just want to s- talk to Daniel Warren Johnson and you know make sure. I didn't even, yeah, I, I didn't make, even. I did, I did go to Adam Warren's table, and I just, it was like embarrassing, you know, that I had to rave about what a huge influence he was on me as a as a kid that I had pages that he had drawn that were in wizard that i just i i cut them out and kept them with me everywhere i went i i he was i don't think he knew what to say to any of that (laughs) you know it's it's one of those things that like you can't really convey the level of feeling or importance but i would be a very different person if it were not for adam warren it would be like if i hadn't had ever seen like Cooper or Crum or Akira Toriyama or Yugita Kishiro or fucking Katza Tirada or whoever in the fuck, you know, Mobius, you know, like he's, he's there in terms of like the fucking constellations in the sky, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it was weird, uh, meeting someone and like, I can't even be cool about it. I even said that, like, I, I'm just going to say a bunch of weird shit because i got to that's but okay I, I forget i forget that like the felix uh comic art groups there like i didn't if ramon was there i didn't say hello i didn't say hello to hardly anybody i barely left the table and i you know i, I hung out with our circles and we drank heavily it was good times <laughs> yeah i just i need to see daniel warren johnson i'll make him understand how his comic book made me cry I think he knows. He knows he has that power. He probably does. Uh, it's always seeing Twitter and like you know dozens of artists I follow are all at the one same place. You know. It's... Yeah, a lot of them move in and move out. Like I don't think that like I don't think Anka and Bartel or them are going to come back. But there's always like a, a murderer's row, just fantastic people, and a lot of people are just they're never going to stop coming. And, and a lot of times when people can't come, they apologize. They're like, I can't come to Heroes. This is sad. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay. 
then we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is part of show. Eric and I will assign a longer collective work and discuss it in depth. Like you would a book in a book club, but instead it's a comic book in a comic book club, so to speak. Uh, this week we are discussing Check, Please, Book One by Ngozi Okazu. Story of Biddy. Uh, Biddy and Shitty. Biddy and, and, and Shitty. Uh, j- mostly Biddy. Shitty is a yeah, supporting it's, character. It's, it, it's more it's more his story, really. Yes, yeah, so he is the main character. Uh, shitty, a, is a, shitty is a, uh, you know, a non-insignificant part of the story. Right, he he's, he contributes to the he's the contributes to the team dynamic. Um, Eric Biddle, Biddy is his hockey nickname. Eric, it is a, mm-hmm. it is about hockey. It's about uh, toxic masculinity. It is about bonding, male bonding, and uh, it is about pies. Yeah, I mean, the pies are not. I know they're not. I'm just, they're not. I'm just kidding. Center front. I'm just but kidding. They're, they're a key aspect they 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 are they are involved in the story um because uh biddy is gay and he has a crush on jack the the lead the the star of the team of the hockey team to at a massachusetts university the one that he's attending is a freshman and that's that's the the basic you know structure of this is following him through his first two years of college and first two years on the hockey team he's a very biddy is very cheery a very happy, a happy-go-lucky uh, guy who doesn't like getting hit. What a weakling! And it's unfortunately is a part of hockey. You're going to get hit if you play hockey. Uh, so the the check please is, uh, I guess, reference to that. Uh, I I like this a lot, Eric. I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. There's a lot of a a lot of just pure good. Just I don't know. It, it's it's a lovely story. Yeah, it's not. It, it is. It is like you were talking about this. I think we were talking this off the air about the the string of uh, sports stories, sports manga especially, and then gay sports manga and gay sports stories and anime for that matter. Because um, we were talking about fence. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 fencing I guess that comic, was a thing. the fencing yeah. comic is it's still a thing. I believe it's still going on. Um, there's Uran Ice, obviously, is very popular, um, but there's many others as well. Other mm-hmm. sports mangas, in, in particular, it's a very like very popular subgenre. And this is a web comic to begin with, and that's another interesting aspect of it, me because I only saw this. The only reason we read it is because I was at an outdoor mall in Austin and they have an Amazon bookstore there. And I'd never been inside an Amazon bookstore, a physical Amazon bookstore. I'm like, what the hell does this look like? And I went to the comic book section and this was there. It was uh, recommended. And I saw hockey and I saw uh, the, I believe the, the placard is suggested by employee. It says a really lovely take on toxic masculinity and, and, sports and etc and i'm like that sounds great and it has a guy on the cover and he has holding up high and i like hockey i'm a hockey fan now and i'm like i need i want to read this and i'm gonna make eric read it with me that is that is the thing that you do to me i mean you do the same thing to me 
you you Ninja Turtle Adventures, baby. <laughs> exactly. Well, we can read Ninja Turtles Adventures. That's fine with me. Yeah, we are. They're fucking free on uh, Comicsology <laughs> Unlimited. <laughs> That's very fair. Um, but I had never like, and then they're like, you should, and they're like, recommend. I'm like, I'm gonna get this. Uh, so we we did, but a very a quick a, a, a quick look on the internet reveals that this is one of the most successful comic book kickstarters of all time has made hundreds of thousands of dollars through kickstarter jesus multiple times through every season she funds it through kickstarter and makes 350 400,000 on kickstarter oh, wow has, has over a thousand people on patreon i mean bless them i mean it is i mean reading it and the quality of it i'm not that surprised but like god damn like i don't know given given all the stuff that i read that i feel like is at this level like it, and I, it's nice that it's a success but jesus christ guys spread your fucking money around yeah the the, the first one made seventy four thousand dollars the second made almost four hundred thousand and the third made three hundred and fifty ish money amount um, and then they, for a second, made sign this deal with her to publish it in uh, a book. Um, I, I really, I really like the story of of Biddy, the way that he is, the way that it's presented as him being a vlogger, and kind of presenting his, the, his a kind of direct appeal to the reader. Mm -hmm. It's a good, um, it's a good device. I think you know, you get like the direct thoughts of a character you know you get them to just monologue at you it's very dr horrible i suppose um i think it's interesting that you threw in the words toxic masculinity when this doesn't like i the thing that i mostly take away from this mm -hmm. is just how nice it is mm -hmm. That they're such good friends. Yes. It just makes me happy. Like, they're just... It's just nice. Like, like I, I don't know what it says about our culture that, like, we just want fiction where people are nice to each other and they're friends. Like, that's the kind of dorks that we've become. But that's what this is. They're nice to each other. They're friends, they're just the boys hanging out, and it's just, it just makes me happy. It just really fucking does. It, it reminds me, it's, it, it I know, it's a thing that's, we've come, it's come up a lot lately, but for with our, the books we've read is about escapism. Yeah. And, and low stakes, uh, and... I, I think it, it's more about, like, toxic masculinity because it's in absentia, almost. Yeah. And I, I, because it's not, it's not like he, he's, he's worried about it. Vinny is going into this mm -hmm. school and joining this, the hockey team. And, you know, typically sports are the most homophobic. Yeah. They can be a very overwhelmingly bullshit macho environment for sure. Um, no, it just is nice to see like, positive masculinity and just dudes like just like being friends and loving each other god almighty 
yeah. um, how how badly do we need this in culture? Yes, it it feels like a it's a nice it's like a breath of fresh air. It is it mm-hmm. is a, a thing you just and I, I like it. It's a it's a thing that I'm kind of becoming more and more accepting of. I think as I've been exposed to more of it of the low low stakes kind of escapist fiction and even the stuff that's not really geared towards me in particular this is absolutely geared towards me in particular mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it it makes me clearly understand the appeal where you go oh right it's 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 just nice it's just fun and like it's friendly and it's funny i don't i want to this book is very funny I laughed multiple times uh, reading it, and I all the characters have like are, are are have appeal, and it's not. I don't know. I I it's certainly not representative of any locker room I've ever been in. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't like uh, because if she's said that you know she had was telling a story called Hardy, which is a, is also a hockey story. She'd done tons of research into hockey to write this other story about, is also about a, a, a gay dude joining a hockey team and dealing with stuff. But it's very, it's heavy and, and serious. And she's like, after that, she's like, I kind of wanted to do something that was the same, but happy. You know, yeah. that was, that had, didn't have the pressure of like being real. And it could just kind of, be fantasy in a, in a certain way uh not saying that there's certain there's a place where suddenly you know a, a hockey team could embrace a, a multiple gay team members i just knowing what i know about certain athletes it would be for the entire team to be so positive might be a bit of a stretch but i i it's nice visiting and seeing this place and seeing a place where it, that is so welcoming and open and allows for displays of emotion. And like, that's, that's an interesting thing about sports in general is that it is a, a place where a lot of men, a lot of men yeah. typically uses a place to demonstrate emotion. It's one of the only places that are socially acceptable for many men. Like, a, a, you know, a man will be shamed for, crying his son's graduation or funeral but you can scream and flip tables and cry and do all this other shit at a goddamn football game and everyone's just like oh he's passionate he cares so much about his team yeah and i think that for a long time that was the only you know that was the socially acceptable place for men to demonstrate emotion and to to be joyous and to be and to be sad and to feel crushed and whatever to to feel a range of emotions and this book really clearly demonstrates that there's more it's it it is it's more about it's more of a that camaraderie that a team experiences it can be used to explore the, the the range of emotion how it is acceptable for outside of sports for men to demonstrate emotion, to love each other, to uh, be close to one another. And it's refreshing. It, it, and especially when, I, I don't know, it, it's when so much of comics is so obsessed 
with the opposite of having men you we used the word Frank Miller's Superman earlier, Eric. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Where it's yep. Yep. it's, it's just everybody's gotta be an edgelord. It's just it, it and it's better. It's way better than it was. But like it's still there. It is still that attitude is still pervasive. And like the the comics gate people, whatever whatever, that that is it that is what we're fighting against. And that's what this book is fighting against. And it just tell and like the fact that it can be so good. Like both of us thoroughly enjoyed this book. It looks great. I think her her cartooning is really, really good. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's it is a very good looking book. I, I think it really it really demonstrates it like her her character acting is really solid. The storytelling oh, yeah. is, is very good. Like it's never like it, it, the the layout itself is relatively simple. Like it's all just big like panel, 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 panel. But it it does a really good job of diversifying action and keep like diversifying like character placement. It you never it doesn't get repetitive. It does, it's not one of those like web comics where it's just like it's not uh you know not to say that uh, dinosaur comics is bad, but it's not that. It is like she there, there's clear effort put into every single one of these, and the dialogue is smart and well written. Each character has a very good voice. And even like in, there's not a lot of action, but when there is action, it's really well done. It, it like the the scenes at hockey games, and in the games themselves, you know, when someone shoots and scores or when someone gets checked, it's important that that stuff really delivers because it it is is kind of a underlying foundation of this of this book. Hey, it's about hockey. There's hockey here, even though it's really not focused on it. It's focused on the characters and the the the, the people, and it's all done so good, and yet. Why, how, I and you, both of us, are very engaged with comic books, right? Right. I, I you know, my Twitter feed is half artists, basically. Mm-hmm. My, my, I, on Reddit, I'm subscribed to multiple comic book subreddits, even though I don't really necessarily want to be sometimes. I just keep up with I, it. Yeah, I definitely ignore that shit. I, I just want to see what people are talking about. I want to see what is newsworthy you know i follow multiple comics news sites how is it that i'm not aware of this of this book of this webcomic and it's considering how successful it's been on kickstarter how well she does on patreon like i should have heard about it right i should have it's should have like crossed in my orbit somewhere and if you and it has it it just it just it we i i i, I missed it and it, it it's it's it feels like that conversation we had about reina Raina Telgemeier and her books, whenever we read one of them, where she is one of the most successful comic artists living. I mean, honestly, you could probably even say of all time. Yes. And how often do comic news, how much often does Bleeding Cool talk about a Raina Telgemeier book? How often, yeah. how often does the comic book subreddit or any comic book news site talk about Raina Telgemeier or this book? Never. You know, it's, it's almost like, the, it's almost like the shit that people talk about is uh it's the precious shit that'll keep you poor it it, it just it's just it, it kind of confounds me because this it 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 was it was a webcomic and now it is in a print book but i don't you know we are, are ourselves are not precious about what we label comic books this is a comic to me 
call it a web comic call it whatever you want it's a comic it's illustration it's illustration and dialogue you know it is to tell a story words and pictures and it gets no it gets it it, it certainly is incredibly popular but it, it's just not popular with typical comic comic book circles you know like i i go to progress i literally will only go to like progressive comic book stores every town i've ever lived in i try and go to hey what is the most progressive comic mm-hmm. book store here that's the one i give my business to and i've never seen it never seen it i never heard anyone mention it this it should be front and center and i guess like it's certainly super successful so it doesn't matter i guess but i feel like it should i i would i well, would like it to infiltrate typical the, comic the, book culture the thing the thing that uh I think what you're saying is the dum dums that like are in quote unquote like I don't know comic culture mm-hmm. need to take note. I think that this is this is a, this is a, you have I mean this is definitely a thing that is worth championing here. I want to follow this person on Twitter. Like we ha- she's a young artist creator, a young artist, young creator making good comics and successful comics. How is she is she, it, it, like? Why is she an Eisner discussion? Why? Why is the the why is this not? And there's not. And this is not alone. Like, um, I'm. There's thousands of web comics, so many of them, and they just don't get attention. Mm-hmm. And it's. I mean, it, it partly is a problem of discovery of like because there's so many, it's very hard to find a select one. Like that is. Hey, you should go read this one web comic. And I think. A strength of this is because it is so unique. You know, it is such a unique combination of things. You know, it is it is a sports story. It is a it's a you know a, a, a story about a gay man. It is a story of masculinity. It is all of that in hockey, which not hockey is the nichest of sports of major sports. There's you know. They even make jokes. She makes jokes about it in the book itself uh, at times. And I will say that. That's the other thing I really want to make sure I, I, I like. I'm I'm not like I'm not the most diehard hockey fan because I've only been following it for a couple years. But it really understands. It understands. She understands hockey really, really good, really well and understands the culture really well. And the kind of dumb silliness that is ensconced in hockey culture with the nicknames and the size of people's asses. <laughs> I did find that amazing that they took so much time to talk about hockey butts. That's weird, y'all. It's I literally not even maybe six months ago, I read an article during hockey season. I read a s- article written about how hockey players have to go to tailors for their pants not an option they have to because their pa- their butts are too big their glutes are too big their thighs are too big you know they they got, they got normal sized tops most of the time their upper half is normal relatively normal sized and then tree trunks uh it's it's i like so what, what is it, what is it is it the skating is it like yes like what? 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 What is it that uh, that's pumping up those it's, those muscles? It, it is the skating, the, 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 the just the sheer amount of it. It is yeah. just you know. So why don't why don't figure skaters have giant butts 
or do they? And I just don't notice. I they I think they do have relatively larger legs and posteriors legs for sure. Yeah. yeah, and posteriors. But I mean, like it's it is I think accentuated in in uh, in in men because in in hockey players in general because they're not really interested in aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care how their body looks because it's not any part of the pre- like ice skating. Like aesthetics matter. Like presentation matters. And mm-hmm. off, you can also you could probably wear a costume that hides it if you want to, uh, if you like de accentuates it if it's distracting or whatever. But hockey players, whatever, I don't. And they, frankly, it's probably because they're also more isolated on you know on uh, power than and, and speed than necessarily an ice skater, which is ice skaters yeah. are probably more isolated on mechanical mechanical skill and you know flexibility. Makes and, me makes me want to take up hockey. I wish i had played i wish i had the ability i wish i could go back in time and like play but you know it's not gonna happen now i am fragile you are <laughs> if i get checked i'm gonna tell you something i am i am four or five years older than you my knees hurt all the time i still i still go squat you can you can you can do things i know eric but i don't wanna i don't wanna well, there, there. Just say that instead. I don't want to hurt. <laughs> you know, you can hurt a little bit now, or you can you can hurt a whole lot more. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, yes, it's it's, a- it's it's like it's like it's like Wolverine said, "Shit's got to go somewhere." <laughs> when when did he say this? He said the hurt's got to go somewhere. Oh, okay. So it's got to go when you're older. That's where it goes. It travels through sure. time. It does. Okay. Um, no, but I, like, it does, she did an excellent job of, she's like, oh, I was never a hockey fan. I'm like, that, you fooled me. She, the research, that research works. She, she. Yeah, she apparently fell in love with hockey. She does, she did a great job of, of representing it. Um, except there's no homophobia. It's just men accepting each other for what they are. Yeah, it's, it's nice that there wasn't even, like, a little subplot of it. Like, I. And I wouldn't have thought that. I would think like, oh, you know, you want some conflict, but it's nice that that's not what this book is about and that his friends are just like, yeah, like 10 people came out to me in one week or whatever the fuck he said. It's just it's just nice. Yeah, like the conflict is largely like if Biddy can can he can he make, deal with the pressure of being on this team? Can he deal with the threat of physical physical contact because of how you know he's a smaller guy um and of jack and jack trying to live up to his father and 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 then even as the near the end of the book kind of jack's prior relationship with a apparently star level superstar hockey player that has disintegrated and interpersonal stuff uh it's but it's never you know it's never like it's never th- threatening it's ne- it doesn't feel ever feel all encompassing it never feels like a oh shit bad thing just happened it just feels like oh it's a road bump it's a road bump it's a a, a brief some brief drama and then they resolve it everything is everyone stays friends mm-hmm. good good things happen which is it's nice and i you know like i my it would also say that this it, none of it ever feels like filler. It doesn't feel like it's wasting time. I mean, even the the quote unquote filler stuff 
it's revealing character. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. And that, like, that, that's the main thing. Like the the whole I couldn't bring myself to read all of it, but there's a whole section of him just lot like tweeting during the events of the comic. And it's fucking great. Because it's so like captures his voice. Like if th- that is the thing about good character work is it's always good and relevant. That that's the stuff that you have to be like, well, what 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 do I have to cut, you know, rather than fucking like what crap do I bloat this shit with? What's your hockey nickname, Eric? Hmm? Apparently, I thought it was shitty. <laughs> no. <laughs> can it can it just be easy? Can it just be my real name? I think that's actually probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it would it would pro- it would probably be it would probably let's be fair it would probably be big easy. That's too much. It has to be, cannot, that's too long. It, that's, you gotta, it'd be two syllables max. Eh, I don't know. I believe, go check out the hockey subreddit for a while and see how you feel about the way that they talk about their player, the players. And it, other players talk about other players. This, that shit is 100% accurate. You just like, you just called him the simplest, dumbest name you could think of, didn't you? Like a guy's last name is Hall. So he's Halsey. Literally. The, the and the, you think there's layups along the way you're like oh that would be a really that seems like his nickname nope we gotta go with the dumber version <laughs> i mean if you have the option to be dumber just do it yes um i don't know i really like this i'm gonna be i'm gonna con- there's a book too i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna this is i, I yes more, it's more, you i need more more, more hockey in more your please life. more please pop it into my veins thoroughly enjoyed it 100% recommend actually no reservations i'm on i'm on the gay hockey uh train choo choo motherfucker <laughs> anything else you want to add or- no uh that was check please book one by gozu kazu uh next time we're gonna be we're gonna take a little bit of a break we're gonna take a, uh, an episode off because of wrestling <laughs> of course yeah we're gonna go see, eric and i will be seeing the, the g1 in dallas uh for the opening night show so we will not be able to record that weekend uh so the next um the next and i will be traveling we're you know life um but we'll be reconvening in uh ne- next episode will be coming out on monday the 15th of july which is roughly you know just under a month from now uh we will be reading we'll be discussing uh the comic book story of professional wrestling by aubrey citizen and chris moreno so uh, hope you guys are ready for more wrestling so we don't talk about goddamn wrestling enough let's just get more i i i talked about it so much at heroes and i was at dinner and uh adam adam bryce was there and he asked me what's the difference between lucha libre and american wrestling and Japanese wrestling, and I said, "How much time do you have?" <laughs> That's I. <laughs> I was uh, I've been attending a writing uh, writing critique group, and the woman who runs it somehow uh, I was in the room, so of course we started somehow we got to the topic of professional wrestling, and she asked, "What's the difference between lucha libre and normal wrestling?" And I was like, "How much time do you have? How much do you want to yeah. know? How much do you want to know?" Yes. Because usually the answer me, give, is give not me a, a lot. time limit. I can go all day. You you don't want to know as much as it, all the information I have. 
Yes. It's best for you to limit me. There's uh, a there's a point where you're probably going to faint. You're gonna fall. You're gonna fade away. You're gonna your eyes are gonna glaze over. You're gonna go. Oh no, I can't do you're this gonna, anymore. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Thanos snap. You're just gonna turn to dust. You're like I can't do this anymore. This is way too. I was not prepared for this much wrestling information. Oh, uh, people don't know how deep it goes. They really don't. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll be. In a, a roughly a month time, we'll be talking all about it. You can read along with us if you'd like. Um, that'll do it for us today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to everything there. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Anybody, hey, you have any friends who like, who like comic books? Hey, tell them to check us out. Helps us helps us find new listeners. We appreciate it. Um, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, check out my website is RobbieDorman.com with links to uh, all my podcasts there and link to purchase my debut hard novel Conquest, the story of a small mountain, a small northwestern mountain town undergoing culture war besieged by f- wildfires and werewolves i'm very impressed with that pronunciation thank you eric where can they find you and your things online uh, well you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com as well as see most of the other things i get up to uh by going to ericzgoodnight.com that includes my instagram and my twitter where i'm known on both services as easy goodnight with that folks we'll call it a day have a good one Rock and roll.